Hey, hey. Hey, good evening. What's going on? Wild. How you doing, Mr. City and Ruin? Hey, you know, hanging out, hanging out. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to uh, the Echo Craft Show podcast about music, synthesizers, music technology, and whatever the hell we want to talk about. So, uh, what's what's the good word there, Spartacus? Hey, you know, uh, had a good day today. We actually went out today, and uh, I've just been kind of hanging out. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to the Micro Center of Cambridge. It was a good time. I'd never been there. I liked it. Yeah, we're gonna have to go again and spend more time there. Um, it's a basically a geek store for. Uh, Candy store for geeks, I should say. I will let you know that tonight I am drinking a sparkling ice, black oh. cherry, zero calories. Oh my god! Are you looking to get endorsed? Or? These are delicious, man. I'm... <laughs> they are. Well, every good. week I have something new that I'm drinking. So <clears throat> they are pretty good. I usually drink the uh, what do you call it? It's there the uh... oh the cranberry Cape Cod. Yeah, man. the Cape Cod kid. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually really good. So, uh, so yeah, Zach, uh, for those of you who don't know what's been happening in the synthetic world of synthesizers, um, by the way, I'm, I'm using my air, my brand new Apple AirPods. Uh, wow, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of like, like plugs going on for shit, isn't it? Um, they sound incredible, actually. I'm using those tonight on the podcast. It's kind of cool. Uh, very clear. Can you? Uh, my, the microphone's pretty cool, right? It sounds good. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. I'm actually pretty upset that I lost mine. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I can't find them, dude. Would you say somebody might have stolen? I get. I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, I'm pretty like forgetful, but I just I can't explain how else they would have gone anywhere. To be honest, I, it's just it's weird. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um, actually, the studio tonight is hot as balls. Um, is it? Uh, like I like to say, hotter than a witch's sneaker. Um, God. But yeah, it's it's quite uh, hot in here. I have I have shorts on. I have, I have my shorts on. You have your short shorts. My name is Saul, and I, my shoes fell off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so there's a lot been going on in the synthetic world of synthesizers. Um, Super booth happened in Berlin, Germany, uh, this past week, and there's some really cool stuff that happened there. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Super Booth, but Super Booth is uh, uh, it's kind of like the synthesizer NAM. I don't really think there's any guitars or anything there. I'm actually going to pull it up now on the screen. Um, I just think it's all, I'm pretty sure it's all synthesizers. Um, but yeah, uh, I when I looked when I was looking at it, it seemed like that's all it was. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. Like, this was, like, the first, like, the past couple of years I would hang out with you is, like, the only real time I've ever really heard about it. Like, before I uh, met you, I'd never heard about it. Yeah, I, I remember um, for the past maybe two years now, I remember uh, watching um, Sonic State, and they went to, they usually go to, like, uh, NAM, the NAM show in February, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go in the, then they go to like music messier and then they go to super booth. Um, and there's also one here that, uh, that takes place. It's called knobs. Um, 
which is a synthesizer uh, super show, I guess. But yeah, this is, I don't, I don't know how long Superbooth's been around. I, I imagine it could be only a couple of years because, um, but I could be wrong. I'm always wrong uh, about shit. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What the fuck what was oh, that? Hey, it's your show. I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm actually going to pull it up right now. And, uh, yeah, Superbooth. I don't want to play it. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it looks just like it's only been around for two years. So this is the third year. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff that was, um, that was unveiled. Um, and what was really kind of cool for some of us artists, uh, was the fact that echo craft um, and Mr. Tuna Music and Synth Space. I'm actually going to call this up right now. Um, and I, I, I got to remember the Japanese gentleman's name. He's very talented, awesome music. Um, and I'm going to punch that up right now. But uh, there were five videos shown. Two were uh, Mr. Tuna Music. Um, Synth Space, myself, and uh, Maya Hate, I think his name is. Um, let me just pull it up right now. Hold on one second. And yeah, so apparently, um, in Roland Super Booth, in their booth, um, in Berlin, we were being here, it is right here. Maya, Maya, Maya Ate. 1992. So uh, if you guys want to check these guys out on Instagram, uh, on YouTube, uh, it's uh, Mr. Underscore Tuna, like the fish, underscore music. And then uh, Maya Ate, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, dude, if you are listening. It's M-A-Y-A-T-T-Y 1982. Then there's uh, me, Echo Craft, and then Synth Space, which is just synth and then the word space, all one word. Uh, check out the videos or go right on to Roland.com forward slash uh, spotlight. And check it out. Uh, we were actually played in uh, rotation in the Roland booth um, all week long uh, under the latest theme that they're doing called Techno on the Roland Spotlight page. Uh, I'm going to read it to you right now. This is what it says. It says, the April theme of techno gave us plenty of videos and we've actually decided to use five of the videos we received for the Roland's Roland booth in the super booth event in May in Berlin. Thank you. The theme for May is going to be electro pop, which we also held last year. So come on and show us your pop performances. So the next one is electro pop. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I know that Echo Craft and Mr. Tuna and Synth Space and a bunch of other people I follow uh, on Instagram has been spotlighted on their Instagram page, but never on their full website page. So that was uh, that was a pretty cool way to wake up, <clears throat> excuse me, the other day um, to find out that I was spotlighted in Berlin. Um, yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, man. And I messaged all those dudes that were involved and... Um, Everybody kind of got back to me. 
the dude in, from Japan didn't get back to me yet, but whatever, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I just congratulated them all and said, Hey, it's pretty cool that we got up there. And, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I was blown away. I literally didn't expect that at all. Um, and Roland actually wrote for each of us a nice little, uh, blurb. I'm going to read that to you right now. Kind of cool. Um, Let's see. Yeah, uh, it, it read like this. Um, uh, I said, Roland Dot Spotlight. Uh, continuing on from yesterday is another post featuring the TR8S. It looks to have it looks to have already become a staple part of this user's studio, EchoCraft. And we over at Roland couldn't be happier. We're looking forward to more TR8S videos from you, EchoCraft. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And they did that for pretty much everybody. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a synth space is actually using a TR8. Uh, and Mr. Tuna, actually, he's got basically the whole ARIA setup that he's using, including a keyboard and the brand new TR8S. And uh, Mayayate, that's probably how you say it in Japanese, Mayayate. Um, he is using, it looks like one of the Roland Aria keyboards. I can't really make it out though. It doesn't look like, yeah. Anyway, it's pretty cool. And I checked out all the music and stuff. And I already, you know, Synth Space and Mr. Tuna Music, we were already kind of chums on uh, Instagram. We, we chat back and forth to one another and check out each other's gear and stuff. And so it's kind of cool. Um, there were a lot of dudes that were there. Um, a lot of the guys that I follow on YouTube and on Instagram were there. Uh, Flux, uh, Ken Flux was there. Um, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty sweet. Like I, I was blown away at like all the people that got to be with each other and meet each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, so I basically wanted to touch on this. Uh, let's see. Behringer. I I know we talked about Behringer in the last episode. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that was there that came out. And let's see. I'm trying to find this right now. The Beringer. Beringer. Yeah, they, um, my wife says I say um too much. Uh, (laughs) I do actually. Yeah, I do too. Wow, this drink is amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, sparkling ice. Got to check it out. It's really good. Let's see. Pittsburgh. So Behringer came out with, they unleashed a whole boatload of stuff, man. Really? Yeah. Like, so, so they came out. So Behringer announced the 808. So they're, yeah, they announced a, a real, Full size, it's called the RD-808. RD, I guess, stands for Roland. 
they basically made a clone of the Roland 808, full-blown analog, like the original. Really? Yeah. Now, is it going to look just like it, or are they, like, adding to it? Because I, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll call it up right now and take a look at it. It's it's big, dude. It's 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 bigger than the um, the boutiques that Roland's been coming out with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, the boutiques aren't analog only, except for the uh, SEO two by Studio Electronics and Roland. That's the only real analog piece they came out with. I'll be honest with you, man. The TBO three that I have, that thing sounds real close to a real one, to a really? real analog one. Yeah, I love that thing. I use it all the time. Um, you know, I have the. I also have the TB3, which was the Aria edition that I still use. I like it. It's kind of cool. But this thing, this thing is cool, man. I checked out the video and I was blown away by it. So that's one thing they came out with. Let's see. Another thing they came out with. This is a trip. They uh, they dropped an an Odyssey clone, the ARP Odyssey, and I know that. Uh, Korg had come out with two of them. Korg came out with the full-size key version, and they came out with the mini key version. Uh, maybe that is it right in the right order, but uh, the full-size key version. So of the ARP Odyssey, which is a classic synthesizer, ARP was uh, obviously designed and built here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, so they recloned that one. I a lot of us are kind of like going, why would they do that? But I got to tell you. Um, all the all the little levers and faders on it, Zach. All are, they, they light up uh, with blue LEDs, so it looks pretty dope. <laughs> really? Yeah, it sounds cool too. Like it sounds really good. It's full analog, and like I said, I know Korg had done that. You can still buy a Korg. Um, they call it the Carp. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the cool thing about that is, is that the uh, one of the original designers uh, from the ARP Odyssey actually uh, helped build that synth in Japan with the Korg team. Really? Yeah, so that's kind of cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This this intrigues me, though, because it's Behringer. Behringer's kicking ass right now, man. We've got the DeepMind 12. Yeah. We've got the, the Model D. We've got the... We've got we've got Atlas barking in the ground background. We've Dude, got... He's... Uh, He's literally on the other side of the house. He's just being a psychopath. <laughs> Sounds like Pink Floyd animals. All right. Um, yeah, so we have... Now we have uh, the... This new Odyssey clone. We have the Roland R- the RD-808 now, which is they're making. And I'm not done it with them yet, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Here's another one. They also rolled out the Behringer Pro 1, which is basically uh, like the sequential circuits profit, profit one. Um, mm-hmm. So they came out with the Pro 1. Again, wasn't impressed by the demos of it, only because it wasn't fully functional. Um, but it looks cool. It looks really old school. Like it's just got really? a yeah, black face panel and like, all the stuff on it is, is just basically white uh, text. Uh, really old. It looks like an old synth, and it has Pro 1 in the in the old sequential circuits font. So it's, it, it looks pretty cool. That's dope. Let's see. Uh, what else? I'm not done yet. 
Derringer went to town. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at all the stuff and everything, but it's like I don't, I can't remember like names of shit. Like I'm not as, I I don't remember that stuff from like the old school days. So a lot of like the stuff they're like, oh yeah, they're remaking this. I'm like, ah yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I and I'll, I, you know, I can I can educate you on some of that stuff. Uh, but it's just interesting to the listeners that they also came out with, where are you? It's a Baron. It's another Behringer. And I was like, what? Um, because the funny part about it was Roland also came out with a boutique model of this synth, the SH-01, which was a very prominent synth in a lot of... Um, there was a, a lot of uh, recordings you heard in the old days. Yeah. Dude, the dog's killing me here. Dude, he's going to friggin' die in a second. I'm doing a podcast and I got this dog barking in my ear. Dude, I can't control him. It's like it's like bratty kids in a mall. Oh, Love it. I want I want to kill him. That's not good, man. That's that's not dude, nice. He just... He gets pissed. He sees something in the backyard. He just freaks out. And it's like, dude, you got to settle down. Let's see. I can't find it, but it is basically uh, the Behringer. Hold on. I'll keep keep going and telling everybody. I'll deal with it. All right. This is the Behringer. uh... I don't know why I can't find this. Uh, but anyway, it, it's, it's basically uh, like an SHO one, only it's full size keys, just like the original. Uh, I believe it also has it also has a neck, uh, like the guitar neck on it, where you can actually it, uh, use it to bend notes and stuff. So it's got a modulation wheel and a pitch. Uh, pitch wheel on it and yeah he, he knows he's in trouble <clears throat> here it is right here oh no I'm sorry this is another thing uh, <laughs> Jesus. so Behringer reveals the M100 synth plans this is a modular system Eurorack style that Behringer has released also so now they're getting into Euro rack stuff, dude. This they're out of control, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says here. I'd like to share with you the initial drafts on our M100 Euro rack series. These are 13 mids. Our concept documents will create for every single product as part of our PLM, our product lifecycle management. They really? are they're building Euro racks, dude. This is. This is nuts. I'm I'm blown away by this now. This is something new that just came out. Really? Yeah. Let's see if I can find this. Hold on. I just want to make sure I got this because this is. Uh, literally, we have. Um, We have a boatload of stuff they just released. And because then they released, remember, they released the Neutron. That was another one they released. Mm-hmm. 
there's talks about the Oberheim o, OBXA. Oh, that's right. They also released the, um, and I hope this goes into production because I got to tell you, yeah, yeah, you want one. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's it's one of the original vocoders. Um, it's the Behringer VC340, which was basically, basically the Roland VP330 vocoder. And I talked about this when we did the vocoder <laughs> show. And I got to tell you, man, this thing looks just like the original and it sounded incredible. All oh, really? the re- yeah, all the reviews that, that they had on it, it just sounded mad. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm hoping this goes into production. I imagine it's probably going to be up there in price too. It'll probably be, I, I, I'm going to guess it's going to be around, knowing Behringer, it'll probably be around five, I'm going to go 500, 599 to 799. That's where I'm going with that one. Kind of have that feeling. Really? Yeah. That's, a, that's um, pricey for them. Not really. Uh, that's keeping it low. Uh, I mean, look at the deep mind. You know, you get, yeah. The Deep Mind Twelve is is ninety nine bucks. I picked mine up for six ninety nine, brand new in the box. Ooh, <laughs> you've got to love that. Um, let's see what else. Oh wait, what is this? Come on, bro. Behringer reveals new Op twenty six hundred and Oscar Ooh. synth clones. Come on, dude. Don't we have the twenty uh, six hundred? This has got to be fake. Don't yeah, we have the twenty six hundred? Um, yeah, the twenty six hundred is in the um, uh, the uh, arterial uh, synth bundle. Yeah, that's right. I played both of these real. I played both of these synths real life. The ARP twenty six hundred and the Oscar. I I love the Oscar. That was like my favorite synth to play back in the day. Uh, if they come out with one of these, man, this is going to be amazing. I don't. I think this is fake news. I don't think this is real. Really? Yeah, I could be wrong. There's a lot of people have been buzzing about a lot of different stuff that that turned out to be wrong. Mm. If they if they rehash a lot of these synthesizers, I'll be blown away because there's one that I've always wanted called the Wasp. Uh, it's literally all yellow. Uh, a lot of people know what the Wasp is if they're all into synths, but uh, it has a metal. Kind of like the uh, the um, what was it? it? It's got a metal keyboard, like a touch plate keyboard. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, because the other one that they filled is the SH one hundred and one, uh, and that's. Let me see if I can type this in here. There it is. The MS-101. I don't know what the MS stands for, but... Yeah, here it is here. Exclusive look at Behringer's, oh, <clears throat> Behringer's MS-101 synthesizer, recreation of the Roland SH-101. It features also a new sequencer, swing, as well as new FM directions. So it has FM synthesis on it as well, like a DX7 had. Mm-hmm. And 
if anybody hasn't seen this thing, it looks awesome. Like it looks like an SH-101. It's right down to the blue color of the plastic. And I don't know if it's plastic. This I know in Behringer, it's probably metal. Um, the, The thing is, is like, and I said this before, Zach, people think that Behringer makes uh, junk, you know? Yeah. And and they did for a while. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I mean, they did make kind of junky stuff there for a while, but I always bought their products uh, because they were inexpensive and they worked. I never yeah. had the junky stuff that people talk about. And I know that there was some stuff out there. I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, but for the stuff that I owned and I used and I still own and use, um, I've never had a problem. One of my favorite things that they made back in the day was, um, it was a Behringer multi effects unit and it had, it sounded awesome. The echoes, the reverbs, uh, the delays, everything just sounded so nice on this thing. And I used it and it, the price was stupid. Like you wouldn't believe the price of the thing. Um, Yeah. Back in the day, that was what you had to work with. And it was just, I'm going to actually pull up this stuff right now. I'm just telling you that it was, it's just ridiculous that. Like they're mixing boards too. I've always had a Behringer mixing board. I never had any problems with them. Uh, they always sound clean. They're quiet. You know my board, dude. My board's quiet. Yeah, it's. I never hear it at all. You never hear any hums or anything. You know what I mean? Nope. I've always had Behringer boards. Um, I you know I, I dabbled with Mackies back in the past. I had Mackie boards, which are real nice boards, but for the money, I I have a, a sixteen channel. A 22 input basically mixer on my desk right now um, that cost me $220. Really? Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, and it's, it's quiet. It sounds nice. You know, uh, and I, I don't have a problem with it, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, like Behringer has a ton of stuff, man. And if I can find. I mean, they have they have EQs. Mm-hmm. Their amplifiers aren't bad either. I mean, look at this, dude. This is a thirty-two track, right? Thirty-two track, basically forty-two inputs mixer. This is a Euro Euro desk. That's what it's called. Five hundred ninety-nine dollars. You have to see this thing. It's a beast. Really? Yeah, it's gorgeous. I I actually used to use a Euro desk, a big one, thirty-two channel. Um, this is beautiful. Yeah, this is, this is for 600 bucks. You can't get a board that cheap. Uh, Granted. Okay. There's some people are going to be like on the podcast going, Oh, here he goes. He's talking about, you know, Behringer and blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Studio electronics and, and, and Neve and, and, you know, should I go on? Um, not studio electronics, um, studio logic boards and, and, please i mean yes you're gonna pay for stuff that's gonna be gorgeous and it sounds amazing um but come on man for the money you can't you can't beat it and it sounds good so there are some people that get really like bent out of shape about that they're like oh 
You use crap in your studio, man. Uh, okay. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had people say stuff like that to me before. They're like, why don't you get a real mixer? You know? <laughs> I, I don't get it. I have a little tiny Behringer. It's called the MX-400 line mixer. It's $24. It's a little tiny thing. Um, I think I showed it to you. I, you know where it is. It's sitting on uh, where my speakers are. Yeah. And I love that thing. And, and dude, it's quiet. Yeah. I know guys that have taken that thing out and done shows with them. Right? The thing fits in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Now they make it in black. Mine's silver. Ooh. But I mean... Zach likes black. Here we go here. Uh, they make one called the Behringer Ultra Drive Pro. Loudspeaker driver. This is a feedback destroyer. And is this thing four channel compressor? I had one of these. There was one they had called the compressor. They spelt it with a K. That was pretty cool. I had one of those. But they just have cool stuff and they make a lot of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of us now out there that own the DeepMind 12. Dudes, they can't even keep up with the demand on the on the uh, Model D. Really? Yeah, I was going to ask you. About, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I want one, but you know, where am I going to put it? It's like I'm a little tapped for space right now. Yeah, just leave it at my house. Okay. Just tell uh, me the just tell me the sequence you want everything done, and I'll make it happen. Yeah, well, trust me, it wouldn't be at your house. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, there's there's a whole bunch of cool stuff that they do, and and. One of them was the multi-effects uh, unit, and I, I used it all the time, and I miss it. I, I, I sold so much gear. Like, you know, you, we go through this phase where we sell gear. My wife tells me now, just put it away, you know, and that's what I do. Like, if I'm – why bother selling it, man? You're just going to hate yourself later on. You're going to wish that you never, you know, didn't sell it. Zach mm-hmm. knows all about that. Uh <laughs> I had to throw that in there, Monsieur. Oh, I hate you so much. Oh man, this drink is so good. Let's see. Uh, yeah, that's it. I can't find it. Maybe I don't make it anymore. Let's see. Multi effects. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they make it anymore, man. Really? Yeah. It's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at like everything on the page right now, and I do not see it. Oh, wait a minute. The Virtualizer 3D. Rack mount effects processor with real sounding modeling stereo effects in 3D. In 3D. That's a good one. Looks like it hasn't changed much. It's got MIDI in, MIDI out. It's got tons of inputs and outputs on the back. That's kind of cool. And it's rack modable. And it's pretty. Hmm. Yeah, man. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and how much is it? Ready? 129. What? 129 for a rack mount effects unit. Stop it. Granted, a lot of us don't 
you know, a lot of us use, uh, what do you call it? Plugins. I still use foot pedals and I got a ton of foot pedals that I use. I still like shopping for foot pedals. Now I'm getting heavily into boutique pedals, <laughs> which of course, when you start doing that, you're, you're spending a lot of money because they're any, they start at like 279 up. And then uh, Jimmy B, Pedalcade is the name of Jimmy B's uh, uh, foot pedal company. Jimmy B actually builds foot pedals. A gentleman that Zach and I know. Jimmy's a good guy. He built he a fuzz. He built a fuzz pedal for me that I use. The thing's sick. But really? I don't even have to. Yeah, dude. I could just have an output coming out of it going in the board. I don't have to plug anything into it, and I just turn like the gate up, and it just sounds ridiculous. It just does its own thing. It's it's really? basically like a noise box, but when I plug a guitar or a synth into it, it sounds amazing. Um, he, cool. he he modeled uh, the circuitry off of the uh, Fuzz Factory uh, Fuzz Box that I, I w- always wanted one. So he's like, dude, I'll just build you one. Uh, but the name of his company is Pedalcade. Uh, that's what he calls himself. So uh, keep an eye out for Pedalcade.com because Jimmy B is going to be building a website soon to be selling his pedals so he's oh nice yeah he's gonna start doing the boutique pedal thing we were talking about it the other day i was really really happy for him so me and brian have been telling him to do it for years man and he's finally getting his act together so (laughs) he's a good guy yeah he is jeremy b's nice um but yeah super booth man uh it's it's just, you know, it's crazy. And, and I, I just, I'm shocked at even seeing some of the stuff now that I didn't see before that, that Roland, um, I mean, I, I mean, Behringer's rolling out, not Roland. Uh, Roland just um, rolled out a new drum set. The uh, Roland TD-17K, I believe it's called. Yeah, and you can have it for what, 20 grand? No, actually, this is priced pretty decently, man. For a, for an electronic kit, I was I was impressed. Really? Yeah. I mean, the one that I want is uh, seven, seven grand, grand, but that's yeah, besides the point. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, what can I say? Uh, you have expensive tastes. Well, it's a really nice drum set. It really is. It's stupidly nice, but yeah, it's seven thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars. Uh, and they used to do it's gorgeous. it's gorgeous, but and it's I love Roland kits. I've tried other people's stuff and never really liked it. Uh, Roland makes really good stuff, obviously. Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying that because they featured me. I'm saying it because I believe in their product. Um, yeah, I dig their stuff, man. They make cool stuff. What is this? Roland V Drums TD50 Classic Four Piece Electronic Drum Kit. Oh. <laughs> oh, of course. Here he goes. Uh oh. What is this? This is new. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, this is bad. Wow, these look like real drums. Oh, no. Oh, this is exciting, Zach. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah has to move. 
I got to get my stuff out there, bro. I got to, I got to set all my gear up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So if you haven't had a check chance to check out super booth, uh, you definitely need to check out some of the stuff, the best place to look for some of the stuff. And I'm going to throw some stuff out there right now is obviously on sonicstate.com. Uh, another guy that I actually like to watch, uh, let's see. Yeah. Marshall Arnold. Uh, he's one of the guys I follow. He's really cool. Does some cool videos on his YouTube page. He did some super booth stuff. This synth anatomy. This guy's really good. He's the one that talked about the, uh, Behringer MS-101, which is the SO, uh, the, the SH-101 clone. Let's see. So these are just, I'm just throwing stuff out there, guys. Like, if you guys want to go on and check out what was at Superboot. Uh, and also, if you go to sonicstate.com, you can also see that Sonic State also has all the videos from Music Messier 2018, NAM 2018. They do a live blog and Sonic Talk, which I'm going to watch later on. <laughs> I always watch it on a Thursday, even though it goes live on Wednesday mornings. So I'm kind of excited about that because they just got back from Superboot. So I know they're going to be talking a lot about what they saw and uh, some of the new information that they got. So this should be pretty cool. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, you know, I've been doing uh, some stuff myself in the studio. It's a lot cooler in here since I opened that window. Hey. Oh, dude, that. yeah. It. I opened my window and it got so much cooler in here. Even the dog. I the dog was barking. I think he just wanted me to kind of hang out with him because. As soon as he started barking, I went out and grabbed him, and he was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble, but he's yeah, laying he's, on the floor now. He's lonely. He's a winter dog, too, you know what I mean? So he hates the heat, so. Yeah, you know, it's weird. As I get older, I like the heat. Now I know why, yeah. now I know why the old people fly down to fucking Florida, you know? It's like the snowbirds. Isn't that what they call them? You're not listening to me, are you? This is what Wait. I have to deal with people. Zach Wait. doesn't listen to me. No, what are you saying? I like you. Say you didn't hear me. Because you cut in and out. I cut in and out. Yeah. Oh, I said that the uh, old people they like the heat. That's why they they call themselves the snowbirds. They fly down to Florida. Dude, I love the heat now. Like I used to hate the heat. Hate it now. Oh my god. Well, you know what I it is. It. It's because we're in an air conditioned room, like building all day long, and then like. I walk out if it's eighty degrees. I'm like, this is awesome. You know oh what I yeah, mean? Dude, it's incredible. Like you feel the heat hit your bones and everything. You're know, like, this is awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh look, dance music. <coughs> I'm looking at the Rolling Spotlight site right now, and uh, I'm checking out all these dudes. There's a whole bunch of people here. You're checking out a bunch of dudes. Oh, this lady's here too. Get this. This girl kills me. You gotta see this video. Which one? Chasing the days. Uh, chasing and then the and then D A Z E. She's on 
the role in Spotlight on Crossover. She literally is inside of a pool. Her gear is set up on the edge of the pool. That's insane. Oh, I'd I'd have a stroke. I'm sorry. I'd I'd have I couldn't do that. Oh, wait a minute. It says this page isn't available anymore. Oh, that stinks. See? That's why she got taken down. She fucked up, bro. No. <laughs> no, she it's weird. I don't know why she's doing that. That's I mean, I guess it gets your attention. That's kind of strange. Yeah, all of these pages are down, dude. What's going on? This is in the Roland uh, Archive site. Well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, thought we'd do a little podcast this evening. We haven't done one in a, in, in a week, and uh, I, figured, I figured we'd just do one and talk a little bit about Super Booth, about, you know, my uh, shameless plug. Oh, of being, course. Of being dude, on. I'd be, dude, you know how pumped I'd be about that? Oh, I am very excited. The other cool thing is that uh, TMP Records, uh, if anybody is a Spotify user out there, if you look up TMP Records and look up uh, the playlist Electronic, spelt with K's and not C's in Electronic, Obviously, there's a picture of me on there. <laughs> I don't know why he put me on there, but I kind of thought it was cool. Um, and I'm on the front page of it. And, and and actually, the playlist is really good. I helped put it together. And there's a whole bunch of awesome people on there. Uh, there's, uh, let's see who's on there. I'm just going to run this down because we're, we're slowly running out of time. I know you got to take off, Zach, and... So anyway, I got, if you guys haven't ever heard of, we got a while, we got, we got, we got like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't heard Code Electro, uh, he's really good. Great artist. Uh, We've got Yayo on there. Crush. That's a pretty decent tune. We've got, um, Gamatic, excuse me, Grammatic and Lexus, Lexus music. He was also on the compilation album, but he also works with Grammatic, uh, and Black Sea is bizarre, crazy. Uh, Zach, you're going to be on the next one, the next playlist we put together. See, wait, uh, which one? The uh, tribute to the dead. Yep. Yeah, I got. Uh, and then we've got uh, we've got Vibrosphere, which is one of my favorites. Uh, a song called Landmark. Uh, we've got Carbon-Based Life Forms. Makeup and Vanity set is on the playlist. Uh, Ooh, Makeup and Vanity. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, Christopher James Harvey. I stumbled across across this guy on Spotify and really was blown away. I'm a, I'm an Apple Music guy, but I really like Spotify because I find more electronic artists on Spotify than I do and and Beatport and Bandcamp than I do on um, Apple Music, which is kind of sad. But you know, um, I'm not going to put Apple Music down. My stuff's on there. I work for the company. I I like Apple Music, but it's easier access too. I have to say Apple music definitely is easier access. Uh, but as far as finding really good electronic music, the, the span is ridiculous on Spotify. I can find yeah. noise artists. I can find not that I'm really into noise artists, but I, some of it intrigues me. Um, I, I mean, there's, you name it, synth wave, 80 synth wave, synth pop, trance, techno, 
Ilbient, Ambient, you name it, it's out there, man. It's like, it's crazy. Um, so I found a bunch, of, I put a bunch of artists together on this. Uh, we have Effigy on here, Dynatron, Denoise, Trova, <laughs> Mr. MP, Chaos. What a, This is a really good song, I have to tell you. Uh-huh. Uh, we have, this is really funny, uh, not to be confused with the guitar company, but Dan Electro. Um, strain the, the album is uh that it's on it's a it's it's funny because it's on a a compilation album called stranger synth uh it's pretty cool um stranger synth things from the upside down that's the name of the uh the compilation album oh so it's like a stranger things kind of theme yeah man there's like a lot of really good artists on there i actually i downloaded the playlist it's really good Really? Um, yeah. Um, we've got uh, Alex uh, Lenove Frederick, who is on this as well. So, uh, sorry, excuse me. I pronounced your name totally wrong. Uh, Frederick James Sebastian. Um, he is also on the Stranger Synth music from the Upside Down. Uh, this is really cool. And then we've got Nikki Nine. Uh, which is really cool. And then the last track on the playlist is uh, by a <clears throat> band named Betamax. Oh, uh, that's aggressive. It, yeah, it's a really cool song, too. Really? Um, yeah, it's just, I just put on, like, I like listening to this stuff, Zach. So I just, I put on a bunch of music that I really liked. Yeah. Um, and the record label approved it. And I said, cool. And so we just went with it. So this is the, TMP Records LLC Electronic, uh, and I'm on the cover. My, you're you're graced with my presence on the cover of, <laughs> oh my God. of the Spotify playlist. Um, my, I said to my wife, I said, "Do you like this picture?" She said, "Yeah, it's a nice picture of you." Um, I'm obviously the first track on the playlist because I put it together. Uh, I did the title track off of my first album, A Ribbon of Time. Uh, so, but dude, you really, you'll, you'll like the artists on here. Manny had a chance to listen to it today. He played the whole thing. He said it was awesome. Really? Yeah. I had, I put the makeup and vanity, uh, set that I put on was glowing in the light. A promise. Oh, such a good song. But, uh, yeah, them, yeah, they're awesome. I didn't even know who they were. Joe Stella turned me on to them and I'm like, wow, these guys are awesome. And then I, yeah. Like downloaded all their albums. <laughs> yeah, they're they're exceptionally good. Joe Stella's actually got a pretty pretty uh, crazy taste in music, and I love Joe's pretty much the man, all of dude. Yeah, I love pretty much anything he's like. He's told me, dude, you got to listen to this. I've been like, ah, uh, yep, okay. Yeah, I, I every time Joe shows me, turns me on to something, like he'll text me something too. He's like, dude, check these guys out. And um, a lot of times I I find stuff. Uh, he shows me stuff that comes from Bandcamp before it hits the major uh, digital streams. And, mm. you know, I was just like, all right, cool. So I, you know, I have a Bandcamp account, obviously, because of my music. But uh, I, that's another thing. Band, dude, Bandcamp is out of control. 
Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think it's like kind of like lame because you can pretty much anyone can do it. it. Doesn't really take anything, but it's like there are so many things that you can people and like just amazing fucking artists that you can find on there. It's well, look at look at Jeremy's label, Blood Honey Man. I mean, everything is on Bandcamp on there, and he's he's got some seriously good artists that he's uh, signed to his label and. Mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated, dude. His album artwork is crazy. Like, I saw some of the stuff that he does, and a lot of people like, like, well, you know, it's not really my taste. It's just very modern and very electronic, and it fits what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just released a, an album. Um, what's the name of the? Let me see if I can find it. It was. Uh, and I actually listened to some of the songs, and I actually liked it. Uh, let's see. Can you hear the music in the background? No. So good. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I can't find it, but... Uh, Oh, I know where it is. I saw it on um, Twitter. He just posted this on Twitter. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yes, there's Trova. 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 Trova music. Yeah, man, I can't find it. I can't find it now. That sucks. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, Smell the revolution. Damn, I want this. So this is a... Okay, that's just... I don't even know the name of the album. I'm being an idiot. See if I can go to his page. Oh, Pulse Demon. What's that? Mersbo. Pulse Demon is the name of the album. Really? Yeah. And it's uh, a two double album, double LP colored vinyl. The first time ever via Blood Honey. This Japanese noise god's psychedelic 1996's masterpiece presented on premium two double vinyl and double cassette. Dude, he's Mersbo has been with somebody that he's been dealing with for a while, and now he's got this guy's classic album on here. And he's always remember when he, we worked with Jeremy, he always talked about Mersbo. Yeah. Again, I'm not a big fan of noise artists, but some of the stuff that uh, he's done is very cool. Yeah. You know. And uh, and his the, the stuff that he does for the cassettes, dude. His cassettes come out awesome. Yeah, they do. He really does a good job, man. Yep, he does. Bill, uh, was his blood, blood sixteen? No another, clue. That's another. Uh, stream two tracks now. Bloodhoney.com. Oh, this must be a new streaming site, dude. Yeah, it is a new streaming site that Jeremy's on. So, really? Blood Honey Records, ladies and gentlemen. Go out and check it out. 
Uh, it's very cool. It's on uh, his stuff's on Bandcamp, and now BloodHoney.com has he, he has his own streaming page. Wow, good for him, man. Yeah, that's cool. He moved out to Colorado, and he he's doing good. I'm glad. I like Jeremy. He's another good dude. Yeah, he is. Funny, funny bastard, man. Dude, he's so funny. <laughs> dude, you heard what he did to that guy, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I was. Dude, I was cracking up. I was crying, dude. It was so. Funny. I was too. I was crying. We can't talk about it because it was. Sorry, peeps, but uh, it probably wouldn't be a good thing to t- discuss. But it was pretty funny. If you ever want to get back at somebody, shoot me an email. I'll tell you how he did it. But uh, <laughs> dude, it was oh god, I was dying, and only he could come up with something that funny. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But well, listen, kids, it is nine fifty nine, and. Uh, we're going to wrap up this podcast with Echo Craft and City and Ruin. And uh, I had fun, you know. I always like learning about new gear. Um, I like uh, trying out new drinks. Again, the sparkling ice is awesome. I don't get – I'm not getting endorsed by these guys or anything like that, but this stuff is really good. Don't let them fool you. They just bought his new keyboard. No, 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 no. <laughs> If I could get endorsed by Sparkling Ice, that would be awesome. Um, right. Yeah, this is really good. It's black cherry, and it's delicious Ooh. cold, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, if Roland wants to sponsor me and throw me a new drum set, that would be sick, too. Um, oh, my God, dude. But but anyway, yeah, so... Um, we got to head back to Micro Center, dude, and and, uh, and hang out there for. You got to spend at least a couple hours in that place. Oh yeah. You know, there's so much to see, and this you could spend a lot of money in there, which I have. Uh, oh, dude, the first thing when I walked in the door was seven grand. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but the uh, the products they have in there, like I, a lot of the stuff I see on Amazon, um, some of it's a little overpriced. Um, but you know, if you can get it at a brick and mortar and it's close by, you don't have to wait for it. You yeah, know, right. I'll I mean, pay the extra five bucks to get it, you know, before a week. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm a pretty vivid Amazon shopper. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I love Amazon. Um, but I mean, I think that if you can get the thing before a truck pulls up, you know, although they're pretty good about doing things the next day, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have Prime, and I order stuff, and it's like, oh, it won't come for like eight days, and I get it like three days later. So, yeah, I'm I'm a Prime member. I like it because when I switch on the Prime button, uh, like I get tons of cables from Amazon, dude. Because if, if I don't get them from Amazon, I usually order them on Sweetwater because Sweetwater always has stuff that I that I need. Like yeah. when, I, when I bought my Bastel uh, Micro Granny, uh, I didn't buy Bastel. Um, power supply with it because i got it used and i didn't feel like going on Bastel. by the time Bastel shipped it to me it would have been like three weeks because they're from the czech republic yeah um, and the problem was for me was i i had to have a reverse polarity because they have reverse polarity nobody makes reverse polarity in the united states not that i know because i searched the internet trust me 
so I found uh, the same people who make the one spot. I believe they're True Tone. Um, I found this little thing that I use. I did a video on it on on YouTube uh, that reverse polar uh, reverse the polarity. I'm able to power my micro granny with it. So I was very psyched about that. And it cost me what four bucks. <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? That's mint. So musicians out there, you know, there there is a there's a lot of really cool um, things that you can get on. Uh, what do you call it on uh, uh, Sweetwater.com, and I buy, like I said, I buy a ton of cables on uh, on Amazon. I will tell you this before we go. Um, one of the things that I thought was really funny, I was just reading an article in the Wall Street Journal about how the micro USB cable is a thing of the past and is going away because everybody's switching over to um, USB-C, even their connectors to their phones. And I laughed and I said, who is this troll that's telling people that micro USB is going to go away? It's like, well, be- oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Because why? Because the the Samsungs and the, and the LGs and the, they're all, they're all switching to USB-C. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean there's other instruments in the world and other things that use micro USB. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it just kills me when people write columns in like places like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal about shit like that. That, you know, it's like, okay, is there, is there USB stock or something? Because they, they just pretty much drove that into the ground. But I was like... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, why would you say that's like people years ago said, oh, MIDI's dead. Everything's USB now. You're never going to get another MIDI cable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, MIDI, you still can get MIDI cables. You know why? Because keyboard companies still put MIDI in keyboards. It's yep. like, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. granted, most of my stuff runs on USB, but I still have some things connected via MIDI. USB sometimes won't work with certain stuff. So, you know, it's just people do stupid crap like that. But, you know, if you ever hear about that or get panicky or whatever, you know, it's not like Firewire. Firewire was around for a long time. But when you think about it, USB has probably been around a lot longer than Firewire ever had. Um, Oh, yeah. So Firewire had a, a quick life. You know, it didn't last that long. But USB and micro USB and, you know, all that stuff is uh, and MIDI, you know, don't worry, guys, it's not going anywhere. You know, (laughs) it's like people said CDs are dead. Well, how come vinyl and cassettes are coming back and there are companies still making CD players? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't get it. But, you know, this is the world we live in. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, anyway. All right, ladies and gents, uh, I hope everybody has a good evening, and uh, hopefully we will be back next week. Again, we're, we're, I'm still working on my, my ways to get this podcast into a video podcast onto YouTube. I haven't given up on that. I still need to work out some kinks and get some other things hooked up. Once I do, Zachy and I will be live. You can see our shining faces. Woo! So this should be interesting. But uh, 
And Zach and I, our album is still going to happen. So, because I did get somebody ask me, like, what's going on with this new project that you're working on? And I said, it's it's in the works. You know, things take time. We're just taking our time with it. And we're not going to, you know, we're not going to just rush out there and throw it away. You did give us a deadline, though, didn't you, Zach? Uh, yeah. In the fall, you said it'll be out, right? <clears throat> I said the, I mean, I said the latest by, like, july but yeah we can do the fall <laughs> you said july really <laughs> yeah oh god damn see well all right we'll try for july if not it's going to be in the fall yep how's that that's fine all right man all right guys peace out please subscribe to uh my podcast echo craft please subscribe to my youtube page Echo Craft at YouTube. Just subscribe. Have some fun. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get out to some of the NAM shows. And, and I would love to go to Moog Fest at some point. Maybe I get the chance to meet you guys. All right? Zach. All right, brother. Peace out, man. Later. Bye.